Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Lennon Wheeler, and welcome back. Uh, um, I have to apologize, folks. I had the worst case of food poisoning I have ever had, um, and it knocked me out for two weeks. Uh, I was hurting bad. I was hurting really, really bad. Um, but welcome back. Uh, you know, we're going to have a, a, a short show. Uh, I have some thunderstorms rolling through, and uh, as of late, they have been knocking out the power, as well as the man on the line. You know him as Matt Trucks, Yak Chum, my co-host for the night. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Come good on, evening, man. Mark. Good, Glad to have you back, man. Yeah, I was... Oh, man, I was, I was hurting, dude. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I you literally eat? was. Um, I, you know what? It, it's from. I, it was from a restaurant that I always eat, used to eat at. Uh, you know, uh-huh. last summer when I was working on the boat, you know, I'd go there, you know, two or three times in a week, you know, and, and get the same thing. I don't know if it was just, you know, whatever, but you know, it, it's definitely food poisoning when you eat it. You know, and it's only a twenty-minute drive from there to my house. And halfway there, I realized that something was very, very wrong. You know, stomach sure. cramps, you know, cool. getting dizzy, um, you know, seeing my mother-in-law in the middle of the road. I mean, it, it was that bad. Um, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I skidded into my, my, my driveway, jumped out, and ran. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I was, I was confined to my, to my bathroom pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty bad, you know. And, and no fault, of, you know, at the restaurant, but it's you know it happens sometimes. You know, you just you just never know, yeah. You know, and and what it was was a big thing of uh, uh, fried clam strips and oysters. You know, it was a it's a basket. Huh. You know, and you know all it takes is one oyster to slip through the the cracks. You know what I mean? And uh, oh yeah, you're praying to the gods that that it that it that you hope it ends. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me about about two and a half weeks to finally feel normal again, you know, and it was, and I couldn't get on, you know, I would try to get get on last Wednesday, but, you know, after, you know, all day of, of hurting so bad, I was just so exhausted. I just couldn't, you know, keep my eyes open and, you know, it was, it's just been a, lot, a long two weeks, but I'm back. Um and we've got a great show tonight, y'all. We're going to talk about, because we got the first name tropical storm that is due to uh, skirt around here and, uh, uh, you know, create some trouble. And, and I know a lot of us live in areas where we have heavy thunderstorms and stuff like that. And I always get, you know, the question, what happens if you have a, a storm like that? You know, where you're worried about flooding and everything else. What do you do to your kayak? We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, and it's pretty simple stuff. But... You know, and we'll also talk about, you know, the fishing is always good before a storm. We all know that. But what about right afterwards? Let's say that you've got a tournament on Saturday. How would you approach it? Well, we're going to talk about that as well. And depending on uh, where you live, you know, depending on how much rain you get, how much wind you get, you can change everything. And we're going to talk about that as well tonight. It's going to be a quick short show. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. But we have to take a quick break. And when we come right back, we will uh, get this thing started. Maddie, take it away.
or not. <laughs> Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. Sorry. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you always hear us talking about them, Jackson Kayak. Best kayaks I've ever paddled. They make one for every single type of fishing, every single type of day trip, anything you'd even dream about doing on the water. Definitely uh, summertime's here, so it's time to get out to your local dealer and uh, test out a Jackson Kayak. Cuda 14. Great big water kayak, the Cuda 12, great backwater kayak. And uh, you can pretty much stand on just about any any Jackson fishing line of kayaks out there. So uh, visit jacksonkayak.com. And the big is a perfect family boat. Yes, the big tuna is perfect. So go to jacksonkayak.com or check out your local dealer. And this segment is brought yeah. to you by HuntFishPaddle.com. Uh, go to HuntFishPaddle.com, and they have pretty much everything you need. If not, give them a call. Like them on Facebook. They're always having great deals. Again, this segment is brought to you by HuntFishPaddle.com. Nice. Um, Sorry about the, the lag on the uh, the studio <laughs> stuff. I don't know why. I got my little pad running it tonight, and I hit the button, and it takes about... 10 seconds to load. Like, oh. Yeah, it, it's because, you know, of uh, of all these people, you know, it's, it's Armageddon, there's a name Storm, you know, uh, lock up your daughters and hide the booze kind of thing. Um, but let's, let's quickly talk about, you know, how does, if you've got a, a nasty storm coming, if you live on the Gulf or East Coast, one day you will get you know, a, a tropical storm or a hurricane or whatever. And depending where you live, you have to worry about flooding. And, you know, a lot of guys go, well, uh, it's a floating thing. I, I get flooded, it's going to float away. Well, he, here's the thought process. If you keep it inside your garage, you can take all this and throw it away. This is for those of us that have that don't have garages or you live in an apartment or, you know, you, you keep your, your, your kayaks, you know, in, in, in your backyard. And... You know, for me, my kayak always sits on my truck, okay? One of my kayaks are always on my truck. Um, you know, it's my escape, <laughs> escape pod, uh, as I call it. So if you keep it in the backyard or if you're, you're worried about, you know, you live in a low-lying area, you know, and, and you, you're worried about everything flooding out, the best thing to do is weight it down or tie it down. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys that, you know, they use an anchor, and they'll dig a hole, drop the anchor in there, fill it back up, 
right? And then, you know, make sure all the prongs are out if you use a, a claw style. Um, if you use a plow style anchor, which is my personal favorite, um, you know, the, that, that works great. Um, Navy anchors work great. Just make sure, it's, you know, they're in there and then put it on top. You know, put one on the stern, one on the bow, you know, just like a, a boat would, and, and you're, you're golden. If you don't have an anchor or you're in an area that you don't really, you, you can't dig, uh, the next best thing to do is actually just fill your boat up with water. Okay? Um, what that's going to do is going to keep it from blowing around. If it does get flooded, it's already sank. Okay? So it's filled with water. Um, you know, and, and, and don't be afraid to throw a ratchet strap around it and, you know, to a, a, a post or something. Just to make sure, just to give you a little extra security. Um, you know, little things like that are what's going to make make everything, you know, the, as happy as a clam. You know, just make sure you don't strap it to a lightning rod. Yeah, don't 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 strap it to the telephone pole, <laughs> you know, or a tree <laughs> or whatever. You know, a small post. Um, you know, you just you know the best thing, if, if anything else, drag it in the living room. You know, if, if you're a hardcore lover of, of kayak fishing like I am, I have several times had to move the dining room table aside to slide in the kayaks to, to you know, keep them from getting uh, too destroyed, you know, because of, uh, you know, tornado warnings and stuff like that. Last thing I want is a, uh, you know, a Jackson kayak going through someone's, you know, front window. Um, you know, so little things like that help to, to keep your investment. It is an investment. It's your, you know, it's the lifestyle that you've, you've brought on. Um you know, to keep that safe. Um, now, you've survived uh, Hurricane, you know, Sharknado. Um, what do you, you know, you, you're looking to get out in the water. You've been cooped up in the house for a day, you know, thinking about, you know, big old swan donkey pig um, out there, you know, wallowing and, 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 and enjoying this. Um, little couple tips. I never go fishing directly afterwards unless it's a tournament. Okay, unless there's money on the line, you'll never find me out on the water. Reason for that. The reason for me not being out on the water is twofold. The first one being this. When that storm rolled through, okay, we've all seen, you know, uh, trees fall over, sticks, stones, uh, mother-in-laws, all thrown in the water. So that makes it it very difficult. It stirs up the bottom. It makes things hard. It, it truly does. It makes things extremely difficult when you've gone from fishing to three days, two or three days before the storm hit, knowing where everything's at, going back out there and realizing that that you know that tree that you really like to, to throw that spinnerbait on is now gone because the winds or another tree fell on top of it. So it, it changes the whole dynamic of the lake, river, whatever. But what it also does is that barometer drops like a rock. Usually we sustain about a 110, 108, depending on, you know, the area that you live in and, and the, the, the barometer, okay? When a big storm like, like uh, we've got Tropical Storm Arthur now, or it might be a hurricane, I'm not sure anymore. Um, when one of those rolls through, it drops everything down to like 990, which is, which is a humongous swing. That's why people that have, you know, uh, you hear them, you know, saying, oh, my joints hurt real bad. They really suffer. I am going to suffer when this thing passes by, okay? Um, 
I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it because I've got bad knees, I've got bad ankles, and, and an elbow that just throbs when a thunderstorm comes through. Um, so, you know, it, you think of it on us, and I think of it on a, on a bash, and we talk about these little itty-bitty 20-minute thunderstorms that roll through, you know, how it affects them. You know, think about a day's worth of just extreme barometer swings. You know, it, it really can affect them in, in a negative and also a positive way. So think of it like this. When a thunderstorm rolls through, it can really screw them up. Makes them go deep, really kind of puts the, the lockjaw on them. So what are the techniques that really work well? And the first one that I go to, okay, when the barometer drops really hard, and I'm giving you one of my secrets here. And we just t- hit this subject, uh, oh, was it about a month and a half ago? And the first thing I start throwing is a Carolina rig, or it's tied on. I always tie on a Carolina rig because I can cover water. I can, I can map out the water, you know, with, with the feel of the rod, okay? You know, Bull Bay Rod does this perfectly, okay? You can really feel it well, really does well. And if it's, you know, really muddy water, which a lot of times that will happen, you get a humongous turnover on that lake. If it's a reservoir, they're pulling water like crazy. A Carolina rig can really do you well. Another great thing is um, if you're on a lake, like uh, like these um, these mine pits or, um, you know, lakes that have a real rocky bottom, they won't get as dirty, and they'll stay pretty clear, you know, three, four feet when, you know, we're talking about 15, 20-foot visibility usually during the day. When that happens, I switch over and I use a jerk bait soft plastic jerk bait on shallow flats, and I'm talking six feet or less. Soft plastic jerk bait will be the, the, the bee's knees, okay? If I'm working, you know, points and stuff like that, I'm using a hard, you know, hard plastic jerk bait, and I'm really cracking it hard with a good, you know, two, three-second pause in there. You know, I want it to look like that shad can't handle that, that barometer swing, which shad will die during a barometer swing like that, which can turn them on. If you come into an area... And you see an activity, it's because they're shad dying. Get in there. Start working that bait like a madman, and I'm telling you, it'll work great. Another great bait, surprisingly, is a topwater bait, and specifically a walk-the-dog bait. Um, I have several that I use, but when, you know, bass, during that time frame, okay, they're, they're annoyed. They, they don't want a lot of, of racket, you know, on the, on, the, on the surface. Personally, for me... I go old school, a Zara spook, you know, the, the four-inch Zara spooks, okay, with that one knocker in it, that dunk, 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 and I work it slow, and I give it a lot of slack, because you can get a Zara spook to actually swing kind of backwards and, and face away from you if you're doing it right. Um, and I'll sit there and I'll kunk, 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 and they can, you will literally be in 20 foot of water and have them come up and hammer it. Um, you know, and that's when I, and I only use that when I see shad on or near the surface. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a great technique for that, along with using a wake bait. And we haven't talked about wake bait on this show a whole lot. Um, another one of my little secrets, I love throwing. And, and what makes a wake bait, it looks like a crank, everyone goes, well, what's the difference between a crank bait and a wake bait? <sighs> Look at the bill. On a wake bait, it'll be straight down, Okay. On a crankbait, it's more of an angle, okay, because a crankbait's looking to catch water to pull it down. 
a weight bait is looking to use the, the, the pressure change the same way as a, uh, um, a bladed bait will work, like a, a, a chatter bait or the acrobat jig from Tommy Head Jigs. Um, you know, all it's going to do is use the, the pressure change from that coming by to give the bait a you know, real wide, exaggerated wobble. Um, as I'm looking at dive either. So I really like using wake baits, you know, along woods. You know, if, if I come to an area that I've, you know, I've known before and now there's new trees in the water, you know, I actually document in my uh, little off topic. But when I go out and I write up my uh, log at the end of the day, one of the main things I write down are areas that could potentially change, i.e. a thunderstorm rolls through, you know, will this tree fall down? And I, and I, and I, and you know, you always see those big dead trees on the edge of the, you know, the water or the one that's, you know, got his roots barely hanging, you know, just barely hanging on by two or three roots on, you know, a, a ledge. You know, I'll write that down as a possible new area because if I roll up there and I go, wait a second, there was a tree there. And I know from knowing my bottom that it's like 15, 20, 30 feet down. I go, huh, that tree went somewhere. I don't see it on the bank. So it's in the water, which means it's underwater. It means new submerged vegetation, you know. And I'll work that whole area until I find that tree. A lot of times what you'll find is when it falls in, you know, or it snaps in half. A lot of times this will happen. When it snaps in half and hits the water, it'll be buoyant for a while. And it'll go and it'll, you know, actually the wind will push it away and then it'll sink. So I'll work a good area to find that, that branch, you know, and then mark it down. That's we're having a really good set of uh, electronics. It's very important. If you don't have electronics, the Carolina rig is the way to go. You'll feel the bottom. You'll make it work. Um, and then the last bait that I like to throw is a jig. It's a big old football jig. Um, one ounce, three-quarter ounce football jig, okay, will do you well. And, and I haven't talked about football jigs much uh, or jig fishing really because, you know, jig fishing is so elementary. But when it comes to, you know, really heavy pressure changes, things like that, one great tip is this, or with any football jig, any time of the year, is this. Everyone else is going to drag that jig, okay? They're going to drag the bottom like a Carolina rig. Don't. As soon as it hits the bottom, snap that rod tip, get it off the bottom, and then work it like a swim jig. Just pop the rod tip a little bit and swim it back towards you. That head, okay, especially if you work around wood, stuff like that, is going to bounce off of stuff and really give you that deflection like we talk about with crankbaits that you're looking for. Um, so, you know, little things like that are going to be key to putting more bass in the boat. And you're not going to get a lot of bites, but you will get quality bites. So after the storm, the storm rolls through, get out there, you know, and you'll you'll find that you know you can still catch bass, you know, pretty successfully. Um, but Matt, anyone in the chat room? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Guest four well, five nice. three three. Guest, if you would like to chat with us, you uh you can log into Blog Talk Radio chat using any form of social networking, uh, be it your, if you have a Facebook or a Google Plus or a, or a Twitter. Um, yeah. 
you can log in and talk to us. Definitely. You know, let me take a second here to talk about soft plastic jerk baits. Uh, you know, if if I'm personally for me, uh, what you'll find is the small shad are the ones that die first, not the not the bigger ones. Because the bigger ones know to get, you know, to define that comfort zone. Um, the smallest shad are the ones that are going to die. And personally for me, the one bait I know that I would throw, um, or, or probably I'm going to throw, is a, uh, a tongue slapper junior from Lickham Lures. It's smaller. It's a great profile. The smoking silver is dead on for the silvery shine of a, a wounded shag because they lose a lot of scales when they, when they die like that. Um, you know, and, and I'm telling you, all buy some, some do-it pens, okay, the ones that are made for uh, soft plastics, um, you know, the dip-it pens, and you'll add, add, a, add a yellow, you know, chartreuse line on the side, add a little bit of blue to, the, to it, and, you know, you will find that, you know, you'll catch more bass by doing that, those little tweaks to match the hatch, you know, use a sharp and put that dot down. You know, you'll, you'll find that, 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 you know, those are little things that will help you. Um, you know, if, if, especially if you work in a flat and you, you can see the bass on the flat, you know, feeding, and they're just not hitting that fluke, that, that you know, that young dinger, you know, the uh, whatever you might be throwing, you know, the, the jerkbait style. They're on a tongue slapper. It could be that the profile just isn't matching what they're eating. And you'll see that a lot of times. If, especially if you have a lake that doesn't, because flukes are so thin, okay, that you'll find that they'll, they won't be, um, they, you know, some lakes they're just dead on. You can catch them all the time. And then some lakes, you're like, why am I not catching them? You know, the lake 20 yards away, you know, or, or 20 miles away, I can use this bait and kill them. Look at the forage. If you have a lot of shiners, you have a lot of, you know, thin baits, that's going to be, you know, what they're feeding on. And that zoom, that, 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 those, those flukes, excuse me for zoom, I love you guys, but, uh, you know, those flukes are not matching with what they're eating. Look at, a, look at a tongue slapper with that big wide profile. Looks like a, uh, looks like a shed in the water. And get out there and use them. I'm telling you guys, you know, always go and like them on Facebook. They're holding contests once a week, you know, little like and share things where you can get a pack or two packs, or I think they just sent a guy like like 50 baits, <laughs> you know. Um, get out there and use them, you know, and try them out. I'm telling you, you will love them to death. Um, I know I have. I mean, I've, I've caught some really big bass on them. Um, so get out there, throw that tongue slapper, and uh, do some work. All right, and again, this is this segment has been brought to you by um, HuntFishPaddle.com. All right, Matt. Uh, Bull Bay Rods, hit it. Got it. Bull Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foreground. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen.
All right, folks, she's going to be talking. <laughs> all right, folks, you hear me talk about them all the time, and that's Tommy Head Jigs. I'm telling y'all, get out there. Pick up a pack from Tommy. Okay, find him at TommyHeadJigs.com. Like him on Facebook. Okay, get out there and throw the most versatile jig head on the market. Because you can literally tie on one Tommy Head Jig be fishing the freshwater, look at your watch, go, ooh, the tides are right, if you live on the coast, jump down, throw on a, a swim tail, swim bait, and start laying the redfish, all with the same jig head. So check them out. Again, go to TommyHeadJigs.com, place an order, and tell them that Mark from the Low Sodium Show sent you. Again, TommyHeadJigs.com. Folks, we're back. Um, you know, and I gotta say thank you to Adam at uh, HuntFishPaddle.com. Uh, great guy um, and a great supporter of the Low Sodium Show. So uh, go like them on Facebook and let them know that you heard it from here. Um, hey, that worked folks, out pretty I, good with the, the rock music there. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't expect this to be that loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta have a loud man. You know, but uh, well, gotta be able to hear you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll yell, I'll talk louder. Um, yeah, but folks, just come in with a, your know. wrestling voice next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but y'all, you know, we had a great show, quick show. Uh, I know Matt's got a um, uh, fire in the sky near his house, and uh, there's some fire in the sky uh, on its way here, so um, we're gonna. And you know, say adieu for the night. Um, tune in tomorrow night for the Chip Gibson Kayak Fishing Radio Show, the original show with the Buzzards Row. Um, you're definitely going to want to listen into that because uh, I know he's going to want to start talking boondoggle. So, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's uh, location's announced for that, correct? Yep, it's down at uh, Cars Park again in uh, uh, yeah, cool. uh, Merritt Island. So, uh, I'm gonna really try to make that one. Um, so I had so much. I, yeah, I love is, that this area. This is a big one too, right? This is the uh, yeah, this is a big Fender big Village. Uh, uh, like 400 people camping. That that whole big, huge boondoggle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is this is the doggle. Um, this is the one that yeah, that you know is is the one. If you're looking to start off on a doggle, or if you've been doggling and you love to meet new people. This is it. Literally, you can spend the whole time just shaking hands and, and kissing babies, but um, and you still want to see everyone. I think the one, the last one we did at Perdido Key um, last October. Uh, I think we had, you know, we 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 sold out the campground, and I think there were what was it, 150 sites plus primitive sites, and we had pretty much all of the camp, all the camping sites were taken. And we halfway filled the primitive sites. Gives you an idea. So, you know, lots of people, lots of good food, 
and uh, lots of good fish in there too. So I'm excited. Very, very excited. So yeah, with that stay being tuned. Said, we, uh, might, we might do a uh, another winter doggle. <laughs> we could definitely do another winter doggle. Definitely, <laughs> definitely good. Have to see. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so much for listening in. I apologize for the past two weeks, but we will be back on rocking and rolling uh, uh, from now on, hopefully, without any more hiccups. So that being said, please go and like the supporters of the Low Sodium Show and, my, and those that support myself, HuntFishPaddle.com, Jackson Kayaks, Tommy Head Jigs, Bull Bay Rods, um, Rhythm Lures, and I just brain farted. So if I miss one, you guys, I am so sorry. Um, but thank you so much for all your support, as well as you, the listeners, supporting me in the past three years of doing uh, radio here with Kayak Fishing Radio. Thank you so much. So with that being said, Matt, hit your sponsors, man, real quick. All right. Uh, Jackson Kayak. Uh, ram mounts, bending branches, aquabound paddles, and uh, torpedo motors. Uh, and I am now on uh, Deck Angler's uh, regional team, so that's pretty cool. I'm, ex- I'm very excited about that. Get to write some articles for Yak Angler, so that's mine. Awesome, man. Cool. Alright. So, folks, that being said, Hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. Stay safe. Stay smart. Stay safe fishing this weekend. They're the future of our sport. Take them fishing. Get them out in the outdoors. Always wear your PFD, please. It does you no good if you're sinking and it's floating away. No good. Remember, if you're out in a tournament or you're just fishing, that fortune always favors the bold. And, of course, you're going to get out this weekend to get your fish on, man. Ha-ha! Hope everyone has a great 4th of July. Remember those that have served. See you next week, everybody. Good night.